Today in Security from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Today in security from Wired. Brought to you by Quantic School of Business and Technology. Julian Assange lays out his case against U.S. extradition. The argument hinges in part on psychiatrists' testimony that Assange is a high suicide risk. By Andy Greenberg Fifteen long months have passed since Julian Assange was physically pulled out of London's Ecuadorian embassy and taken to the United Kingdom's Belmarsh prison. There, he's since awaited an even grimmer prospect extradition to the U.S. to face charges of a criminal hacking conspiracy and violations of the Espionage Act. Now his lawyers have laid out a preview of their full case against that extradition, from the argument that the charges pose an unprecedented threat to press freedom to what his doctors describe as evidence that Assange is at high risk of self-harm if he ends up incarcerated in America. Ahead of Assange's extradition hearing, which began in London on September 7th and is expected to last for several weeks, both prosecutors and the WikiLeaks founders' defense lawyers submitted skeleton arguments to the court that lay out in new detail the central arguments they plan to make in Assange's extradition case. The defense document in particular reveals Assange's most complete response yet to the U.S. indictments against him expanding on an opening statement his attorneys released in February and including snippets of still-unpublished written testimony from a long list of witnesses, from free speech advocates and media scholars to four doctors who've assessed Assange's mental health. Assange's lawyers point to what they described as flaws in the U.S. indictment against their client and the political nature of the prosecution. The document also includes the warnings of psychiatrists who've diagnosed Assange with Asperger's, depression, and post-traumatic distress order, 
all of which, they say, could lead him to harm himself if he's extradited into the American judicial system. I think they have a lot of ammunition, says Tor Eklund, a well-known hacker defense attorney who's followed Assange's case and helped to successfully defend British hacker Lori Love from extradition in 2018. The most salient things for me are the freedom of speech and the right to publish information that is critical to the public's ability to understand and evaluate what the government is doing in their name. On top of those free speech arguments, the newest details in the defense's argument serve as evidence of Assange's declining mental health. Michael Koppelman, a psychiatrist who interviewed Assange several times last year, testified that he observed in Assange signs of suicidal risk, including, quote, loss of sleep, loss of weight, a sense of preoccupation and helplessness as a result of threats to his life, the concealment of a razor blade as a means to self-harm, and obsessive ruminations on ways of killing himself. He writes at one point that Assange expressed having suicidal thoughts hundreds of times a day and that multiple potential suicide implements were confiscated from Assange in prison. The defense goes on to quote Koppelman pointing out that the WikiLeaks founder has shown signs of preparing for the end of his life, such as seeking Catholic absolution and creating a will. I reiterate again that I am as certain as a psychiatrist ever can be that, in the event of imminent extradition, Mr. Assange would indeed find a way to commit suicide, Koppelman writes. Sandra Crosby, another psychiatrist who saw Assange during his time in the Ecuadorian embassy, adds, It is my strong medical opinion that extradition of Mr. Assange to the United States will further damage his current fragile state of health and very likely cause his death. This opinion is not given lightly. A third psychiatrist diagnosed Assange with Asperger's syndrome noting that the condition would make it more difficult for him to manage life in a U.S. prison. But the prosecutors counter that yet another doctor who interviewed Assange twice while in prison came to the conclusion that he was not a significant suicide risk. The prosecution writes that, quote, "...neither mental health problems nor Asperger syndrome prevented Assange's solicitation of and orchestration of the leaking of materials from the highest levels of government and state agencies, apparently on a global scale." Much of the defense's case, including many of the arguments it revealed in the initial February hearings, focuses on the political nature of the charges. Assange's lawyers point out that, quote, political offenses aren't subject to extradition in the U.S.-U.K. extradition treaty, and they argue that his prosecution is, quote, being pursued for ulterior political motives and not in good faith. The Espionage Act charge against Assange, which alleges that he illegally released classified documents, is by its nature a political offense that falls outside the extradition conditions, the defense argues. To emphasize the politicized nature of the case, they reference President Trump's years-long war with the press, referring to the media as the opposition party and the enemy of the people. They raised then-CIA Director Mike Pompeo's statement in April 2017 that he saw Assange and WikiLeaks as a, quote, non-state hostile intelligence agency. That interpretation broke with that of the Obama administration, which considered prosecuting Assange under the Espionage Act in 2013 but chose not to, 
since doing so would violate a long precedent of not prosecuting news outlets for publishing classified information they obtain from sources. The indictment breaks all legal precedents. No publisher has ever been prosecuted for disclosing national secrets since the founding of the nation more than two centuries ago, wrote journalism professor Mark Feldstein in his testimony on behalf of the defense. The belated decision to disregard this 230-year-old precedent and charge Assange criminally for espionage was not an evidentiary decision, but a political one. The defense's arguments also seek to undermine the hacking case against Assange, which alleges that he conspired with former Army Private Chelsea Manning and others to steal classified information. That original hacking charge, the basis of the first indictment unsealed against Assange in April of last year, relied on the fact that Assange offered in chats with Manning to help her crack a hashed password, thereby involving himself in Manning's theft of secret information from the military. But the defense points out that testimony in Manning's own court-martial was inconclusive as to whether Assange had ever actually cracked the password or whether he would have been able to with the information Manning provided or what purpose the password would be used for if it were successfully cracked. In June, prosecutors hit Assange with a superseding indictment that added allegations of conspiring with hackers who provided stolen information to WikiLeaks including anonymous hackers Jeremy Hammond and Hexer Mansagur, as well as Icelandic WikiLeaker Sigurdor Thordarsson. The defense argues that those new elements serve only as background narrative of a hacking conspiracy, and absent proof of the Manning allegations, the new additional conduct could not sustain of itself conviction. Moreover, the surprise introduction of a new indictment after the extradition case had already begun in February is highly unorthodox, says Tor Eklund. It may even signal to the U.K. court that the U.S. Department of Justice will pile on more charges after it already has Assange in hand, he says. Defense attorneys for Assange in a hearing unsuccessfully sought to have the new elements of the indictment disregarded in the extradition case, given that they had little time to prepare counterarguments. It's an offense to the rule of law, says Eklund. It shows that the U.S. cannot be trusted not to supersede the indictment again if Assange is extradited. Eklund argues that Assange's defense still has powerful arguments in its favor— from the freedom of the press precedents that the Assange prosecution would violate to the potential threat to Assange's mental health and well-being if he ends up in an American prison. That mental health argument in particular has worked in the past for British hackers the U.S. has attempted to extradite. Eklund's own client, Lori Love, avoided extradition after a psychiatrist testified that he suffered from psychosis and depression, and U.K. hacker Gary McKinnon escaped extradition in 2012 thanks in part to his diagnosis of autism. During the first day of the hearing, Assange himself revealed little of his mental state. Instead, he sat silently in a booth behind a pane of glass in the back of the courtroom, saying only a single hoarse word when the judge asked if he consented to be extradited to the United States. No. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more security news at Wired.com security. Quantic is transforming higher education to suit modern students and future leaders. 
stuck at a desk, listening to pre-recorded lectures, following along with endless slides. It's outdated. Quantic brings the traditional MBA to life with a focus on innovation and technology with a mobile-first, network-driven approach, allowing you to learn on your schedule and alongside leaders from the world's top companies. Delivered on our award-winning interactive software in a micro-lesson format, you'll receive personalized feedback every eight seconds, not at semester's end. Transformative leaders need transformative education to make real change. Visit quantic.edu slash wired to learn more about the modern MBA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.